0: That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and one. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Torian
1: Jr. you're listening to the old Angels podcast, What is going on, Angel fans? This is Dan Garcia, and we're with another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Uh, This episode is going to be an interview with Nathan Bates, uh, an Angels minor league pitcher, worked his way up through the system. We went to the Arizona Fall League, and so we got to meet up with a lot of guys, Brandon, Joe, uh, or Jemai, and Nathan was definitely one of them too, so now we're able to kind of reach out to some of these guys and uh, kind of chat a little bit about their offseason and their experiences this last season. So this is another one of those uh, episode but before we get to that before we get to anything else a quick shout out to all the veterans out there this is coming out on Veterans day so I definitely want to give a, a big thank you out there to all the veterans in your family I have a couple in mine um, my uncle Air Force my brother a past guest on the all angels podcast he was the, he was in the army so again uh, if you're listening and you are a service man or woman thank you very much if you have family members that have served Make sure you tell them thank you on behalf of the All Angels podcast and Halo Haven, because without those sacrifices, uh, they have made this podcast, this thing we're doing, whether it's here or uh, our social media stuff, wouldn't be possible. So a big shout out, big thank you to all the veterans out there on this uh, Veterans Day. So before we get to even that interview, the the interview for Nathan Bates, we want to talk about our sponsor, MyBookie. Football season is just past half. Uh, halfway over, uh, you know, the division races are heating up. The wildcard divisions are heating up. Um, you know, the best thing now to do is get off the sideline and get into the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier uh, place to put bets down for pro or college football action every weekend and if you saw that game this weekend the Alabama uh, LSU game that was an awesome game and I I can't imagine how much better it would have been if you had maybe a little action on the side Um, but if you're going to do that definitely use my bookie Uh, if you're the kind of guy that likes to win a lot and only put down a little try a parlay and these are guys a little bit more tricky than you think Uh, pick the locks of the week uh, put them together in one parlay bet you put a little down but the payoff will be huge if you get all of them right uh, tired of watching the game on the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants you to get the game, get everything off your mind, and, and focus on the game, and that's how you do that by betting with my bookie. Right now, they have an offer where if you put down a thousand dollars or up to a thousand dollars, you put as much as you want, but up to a thousand dollars, they will match it. So you put five hundred dollars down, they'll give you an extra five. You put seven hundred dollars down, they'll give you an extra seven hundred dollars, and so on and so forth. But what you got to do first is use the promo code chair when you sign up. Again, that's promo code CHAIR. They'll double your initial deposit. Um, All you got to do is visit mybookie.ag today. Again, that's mybookie.ag, and that's promo code CHAIR. You win, you pay, you play, you win, you get paid. So again, that's mybookie. And here is my interview with Nathan Bates. The next guest on the All Angels podcast is Nathan Bates, pitcher for the uh, Angels Farm System. How are you doing, Nathan? Doing good. How are you guys? Good. Um, We actually got to meet up a little bit at the Arizona Fall League in, out in uh, Mesa. So let's start there. How do, how was the Fall League for you?
2: Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's it's always fun to, to play with different guys and, uh, you know, having five different organizations, meeting new people, playing. Uh, it's a little more laid back, and any chance to play baseball, can't complain. So it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, you kind of mentioned that, the, the different organizations kind of coming together and making a team. So it, and in fact, it's kind of like an all-star team. Was there any... Um, well, obviously there was some kind of talking with other teammates, but is there like any kind of passing ideas around about maybe like, especially for pitchers, like maybe a grip on a certain pitch or just kind of philosophies at all?
2: Uh, yeah, sometime, you know, you're just kind of talking every once in a while. You're just curious to see somebody has a good curveball or a good changeup. You ask them how they throw it or, or what their thought process is on that. I mean, you're always trying to learn as much as possible and, uh, and pick people's brains because you never know what you're going to learn or what might work for you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just sitting down in the bullpen, uh, like you said, especially for pitchers, it's uh, kind of be crazy not to try to, to, like I said, pick some people's brains and learn as much as you can.
1: Now this is your second stint in the Arizona Fall League. You came back from some injuries the last couple of years, getting some more um, innings behind you. Was there a different feel for you this time around than maybe the first time?
2: Uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, part of the reason, you know, the the first time it was at a – out of Scottsdale, different teams uh, together. And then uh, we actually had the Angels had our, one of our pitching coaches was with us. Uh, our double-A pitching coach was the fall league pitching coach this time. So it was a little bit different feel in the sense that, you know, after an outing, you, we had uh, the Angels pitchers had somebody that had seen us throw before. And so we could get some uh, some immediate feedback on, uh, you know, what they thought and what they saw, another set of eyes. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, it, it's it's super laid back and it's a lot of fun. So, um, you know, not not too different, but like a the the element of having some immediate feedback is really nice to have.
1: Now, one of the big things coming into the fall league this year was, um, I believe it was Salt River Fields that had the automated strike zone, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, yes, and right. I, I, I looked it up, and I believe you pitched two games there on September 19th and September 27th, and um, for a pitcher. How is that adjusting to something new, something like that? Uh, it's
2: it's interesting, definitely, because you know hitters always say you know umpires give pitchers more calls. Pitchers always say that hitters get more calls, and so it's just it was really interesting. Like you said, I threw two games there, and there weren't really a whole lot of uh, a lot of guys said that there was pitches that they think the the automated strike zone glitched out or something or missed it and there really weren't a whole lot of pitches. There was maybe one or two where I thought could have gone either way and really wasn't surprised by the outcome. Um, it was pretty pretty spot on, but there was uh, some uh, some pitches that I saw while we were playing there, not necessarily while I was pitching, but there was a couple of pitches that were really questionable uh, that I don't think should have been called strikes. But at the same time, you know, where if a catcher sets up outside and the pitcher maybe throws a strike, but it's inside, usually the umpire doesn't, doesn't give that call, but the stri- the automated strike on will. So, um, it's, it's just, it's just interesting. You know, it's not necessarily, uh, didn't really miss calls for pitchers one way or the other. It was just different. It was really different.
1: When now you see that maybe it or hearing that the talk that it might work its way up to the majors and, and stuff like that. Um, as you go through your journeys to do the minor leagues, would you feel how would you feel about it being you know maybe eventually at the AAA level and then maybe eventually at the at the actual MLB level? Would you feel comfortable with it, or is this or is this something you would just rather see go away and keep the umpires how they are now?
2: Um, you know, with every, all of the uh, the push towards a faster game, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm personally more of a fan of the old school way I just the umpires. I mean, to me that's part of the game, you know, everybody misses calls. Um I mean, you know, they have some replay for the you know, outs on base pads and and uh, stuff like that, but I would I would personally prefer uh, you know, keeping it the way it is, but I could like you, I could definitely see it uh it going to the automated strike zone here soon.
1: So you like so many other pitchers nowadays has had Tommy John surgery. Um, so mm-hmm. take me back to 2000, I believe it was 2018 when you had the surgery, uh, mm-hmm. went through, what went through your mind when you found out that you had to get it and, and kind of the process to get back to where you can actually perform on the mound.
2: Uh, yeah, it was actually a little bit different for me. Uh, I tried, uh, something called PRP. There was a really slight tear in my elbow, uh, my UCL. And so I tried PRP in the beginning of May uh, and that was the, the rehab process for that it was 12 weeks without throwing. And then I actually went back out to get cleared to throw before I started to throw. And they kind of said that it basically didn't work. And then, then uh, I had to get Tommy John and that was in late July when I actually found out I had to get the surgery. Uh, and then August 14th I ended up getting the surgery and then um, you know, so many guys get it. And it's so, unfortunately it's so common now uh, that I was fairly confident that, you know, after I just put the time in and, kind of grinded through the rehab process that I would be back to, to where I was before. And luckily there's a lot of guys um, that had had it and that I could kind of talk to about it because there's, you know, 12 months is a long time. It gets, it's, it's really a grind, but, uh, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and, and ended up uh helping me out. I'm throwing a little bit harder after the surgery than I was before. So, you know, that plus all the experience and the, the maturity coming from, you know, sitting out for basically 16 months, um, you know, it was definitely tough mentally, but uh, you grow for sure as a player and as a person, so wouldn't change it, I guess.
1: So like you said, out for pretty much 16, 16 months, how do you stay mm-hmm. involved in, you know, especially in the minor league, because, you know, one day you can be in single, and the next day you can be in double. How do you stay kind of locked into mm-hmm. one team or another during that long um, stretch?
2: Um, I mean, you just, you got to take it one day at a time. You can't think too far ahead or you can't dwell on, you know, things that happened in the past. You just got to take it one day at a time and then, um, you know, just focus on what you can control that day and try to work on one thing, maybe that day or that week. Uh, and then, you know, before you know it, you're either, you know, out of rehab, moving up, whatever it is. But, you know, like you said, if you dwell on maybe a bad outing or, even a bad pitch that could affect negatively affect you know the rest of your outing or maybe the rest of the week and then maybe you're getting close to getting called up and then you have a bad stretch and you don't get called up or you know have a little setback in rehab whatever it is but you just gotta gotta focus on taking it one day at a time and uh, control what you can control.
1: So between 2018 and 2019, because of injuries, uh, you pretty much I believe you played ten games before the the fall league where you got into a handful of games. Now coming into the off season, do you feel like you have to i don't want to say overdo it to kind of get back those innings you lost, but what's your mindset this off season uh, missing so much time?
2: Um for the off season, I mean, it's just to make sure I'm I can do everything I can to be healthy, you know, to be strong and to be ready for for spring training cuz like you said I did miss so much time and so this is a really important spring training for me after missing you know, 90% of the last two years, um, you know, there's nothing I can do to make the season get here faster. and There's nothing I can do, you know, to perform before spring training gets here. So all I can really do is, uh, like I said, stay healthy and and get stronger and just get ready for, uh, for, you know, whenever spring training is, whether it's, you know, late February, early March, whatever. Whenever that first game is, I just have to be ready for it.
1: What does your off-season schedule look like now that you're, you know, obviously the Arizona Fall League's over, but then you mm-hmm. fast-forward and, and, I mean, we're talking – three months maybe until the first spring training game. Do you give yourself the time to kind of decompress and maybe go on a small vacation before you start getting back into the everyday kind of workout grind?
2: Uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, this last week uh, i worked out a couple times, but, you know, nothing, nothing serious starting this week, actually uh, starting today, you know, I'll start working out five, six days a week again, um, you know, trying not to, to waste any time, but there was definitely, you know, there's a week, week and a half of, uh, kind of like you said decompressing and letting your body rest a little bit resting your arm uh, and then kind of getting back into it because you know, you're not playing but off season is just as important just as important as the uh, the season itself in some ways
1: so one more thing about the Arizona Fall League I guess you can't talk about Angel's prospects just in general and without talking about Joe Adele uh, you got to see him up close <clears some> and <throat> personal out in Mesa and your thoughts about him
2: uh, well, first and foremost, he's a great guy. You know, he's a lot of, he's a great teammate. He's a lot of fun to be around. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of fun to be around in the clubhouse. And then on top of that, once you get on the field, he's just, he's just a special player. I mean, know, yeah, he hits the ball hard. It just sounds different coming off the bat. Uh, he plays really good defense. He's got a good arm. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see him mature as a, as a player and uh, see what he can do at the next level. Cause he's an, he's an exciting player to watch for sure
1: now a lot of things we like to do a lot of times on this podcast especially with guys that just came on for the first time I like to try to get to know them a little more maybe off the field so I got some questions you know feel free to say the first thing that comes to your mind and we can kind of expand on that a little bit so as a pitcher prefer strikeout looking or strikeout swinging
2: oof um they're both good but I'd have to go strikeout swinging
1: what's your best pitch to get that
2: um I would use before surgery. It would probably have been a curveball, uh, but now that I've thrown a little bit harder, uh, I'd probably say fastball. Yeah, we,
1: we, Yeah, I, remember, I heard you say that last time. When you start throwing again and you realize your velo's up a tick, what's what goes through your mind? Like, like what goes through your mind when you realize, wow, I didn't, I wasn't able to throw that before.
2: Um, you know, it was kind of a. Gra- I realized it gradually because as the longer I was in rehab, you know, you start building up your throwing program, throwing harder and and giving more effort into throwing, whether it's bullpens, uh, you know, live batting practice, whatever it is. And then, you know, my VLO is getting close to where it was before. And then uh, as I started to throw in an actual game, you know, it kind of went up a couple more ticks. And so it's definitely gives you a boost of confidence. Um, You know, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting just to be able to have, uh, you know, a little more, a little more oomph on your fastball to maybe, uh, make your off-seat pitches a little bit better and make them have to get their foot down and maybe start their swing a little bit earlier and just it opens up a lot more possibilities so it uh, definitely is exciting and uh, gives you a lot of confidence
1: now uh, the minor league system is known for their bus rides and just kind of the long periods of not not doing much because like I said the bus drives are just in between oh, games. Yeah. What what is something you like to do to pass the time whether it's on the bus on the way to a game or in a hotel room say after a game
2: um, we play a lot of cards, whether that's in the clubhouse or you know on the on the bus or you know kind of get a little bit bored of that. Hopefully, thought thought ahead to maybe download some stuff on Netflix to to watch again, whether it's in the clubhouse or because you know not it's not always great Wi-Fi. So if you think of it too late, maybe you can't can't stream it or download it. But you know it's just uh, trying to find as many things like whether it's cards, TV, something uh, you know. I don't know. I played hacky sack before. It's just something to kind of keep it fresh and fun, and, and not get too uh, too bored and break up the monotony of it a little bit.
1: Most recent show you watched on Netflix?
2: I actually just finished uh, the season two of Jack Ryan on Well, I guess that's not Netflix. That's the same same thing, time, but yeah. The most recent one, yeah. Netflix. I watched the uh, The Office a lot. You know, just uh, you know, I've seen it a few times, but it never gets old. It's a lot of fun.
1: It's funny, too, because I remember that when I was kind of, you know, in my 20s also. And then now the fact that it still kind of comes around for even, you know, people, you know, your age or even younger, that people are still kind of watching that as much as they do is kind of crazy to me.
2: Yes, it's. I love it. I've seen it quite a few times, I'd say, uh, all the way through.
1: If you could be a professional athlete in any other sport, what would it be and what position?
2: Uh, it'd be basketball uh, and shooting guard.
1: I was going to say, because with your height, I'm sure you got, I don't know if you played that in high school, but I'm sure you probably got asked that a lot uh, if you played basketball.
2: Yeah, I, I did play in high school. had a couple of smaller offers uh, to play in college, but decided that baseball was the, the best option for me moving forward.
1: So when did you make that decision? Was it like your senior year? Was it something that even going into maybe, you know, early in high school that you always wanted to be a baseball player or, or what, what went to that decision?
2: Uh, it was going into my senior year. I had to talk with my dad, and he was, you know, kind of sat me down and was like, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, whichever of the two sports you want to play is fine, but you gotta focus more of your effort into one if you're gonna decide to play one moving forward. And I thought about it because I really did love playing basketball, but uh, you know, being six seven is pretty common in basketball, but pitching, it, uh, gives you a lot more of a, uh, of an advantage being a pitcher at, at six, seven, six, eight. So thought that maybe that was the best way moving forward. And then, uh, put a little bit of weight on in college and a little bit more after college. And, um, just still kind of a, a late developer, late bloomer, if you will. And then it ended up working out so far. So we'll see, we'll see what happens
1: now us on the, on the podcast. We like to collect, um, Bobbleheads, sign balls, just you know, just collect stuff. Baseball-oriented. Yeah. Do you have a collection, whether it's sports or not? Uh, could be now, or could be when you were a kid. Did you ever collect anything?
2: Uh, yeah, I got, I got not necessarily one thing or the other, but signatures uh, from my, uh, from as many baseball players as I could. Uh, my, my dad grew up uh, in St. Louis, and I moved around a good bit when I was younger, so we were Cardinals fans, and so every time we went to the game. It's actually funny. I got a, a Albert Pujols a batting practice home run ball and got it signed in St. Louis before he ended up going to the Angels. Uh, so I've been a, I've been an Albert fan for a long time, and then yeah, I've I've always got as many signatures and autographs from from athletes as I could.
1: Now, how often are you able to see him during spring training and kind of walk around the same facility as him? And how cool is that?
2: Uh, here and there. Uh, there was in obviously last year I was still uh, coming back from Tommy John surgery, but in 2018, uh, in spring training, I went up to, um, to be in the bullpen for a couple of the big league spring training games. And, um, you kind of hang out in the locker room for a few minutes before you go out for the game. And so to be even in the same locker room as him was, uh, especially the first few times, you know, you go in and eat and he's standing in front of you getting food and it's just, I mean, it, it, you forget sometimes that they're, they're people too. It's, you've always seen him on TV and this larger-than-life presence, but he's a super nice guy um, from the, the few interactions I've had with him. And it's just it's really cool to even be, like I said, in the same room as those guys.
1: If we were to tr- open your phone right now, what would be the, fir- the last song you played on it?
2: The last song? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think it might have been uh, something on Post Malone's latest album. Big fan of Post Malone.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I just recently started getting into that most recent album. How do you like mm-hmm. it, and where do you rate it with the other albums he's put out?
2: Uh, I really like the album. There's a couple songs that I like a lot. I think uh, his last albums, the Beerbongs and Bentley's albums, I think is my favorite of his. But this one's this one's up there, too. He's So far, everything he's released, to me, has been really easy to listen to and hard to hard to skip when it comes on
1: last question we'll leave you with because you've been more than generous with your time uh this evening uh best advice you've ever gotten from it could be a teammate a family member a coach anything
2: uh the best advice i've ever got was from my grandpa actually he told me when i was younger that everything is relative and you know i when i was younger i never really understood and then as i got older it's you know just because you see something one way that doesn't necessarily that everybody doesn't mean that everybody sees it the same way. So just trying to see things from different points of view and trying to empathize with other people helps uh, put things in perspective for you and helps you, you know, see things as instead of kind of being narrow minded, it helps again, put things in perspective and uh, make it really easy to, to understand other people's points of view it helps it helps me out a lot
1: thank you again nathan for your time um good luck uh, healthy off season and we will see you in tempe for spring training
2: awesome sounds good thank you guys very much for having me
0: hey, hey what's up johnny catfish here ambassador for groom goon beard and body care are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groomgoon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code Catfish the all one word, Catfish the receive 15% off your purchase why choose groom goon well because your beard deserves it
1: Good listen to my show, The Punk Corner on KJ, Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And that was our interview with Nathan Bates again. I want to thank him for his time. Um, I thought it was really cool to talk to somebody who has had experience with the automated strike zone. Um, so that was really interesting to hear. And for some things I'm reading is that it can be in the minor leagues as early as this coming season. So that would be really interesting to see how that kind of works its way through and if eventually it does get to the major league level because that is something that the pitchers and I'm guessing the catchers are also going to have to adjust because it's not going to be as big as a, a framing um, you know, thing as, as there is now. Some catchers are really good at framing. You kind of want to think how is it, where is that going to go if and when this new technology works its way up to the major so again if it works its way to the minors this year that'd be really cool to kind of see how people adjust but again i want to thank nathan bates for taking his time out and just chatting with us a little bit But before we let you guys go we have to uh, talk about our newest sponsor that's manscape they are the number one below the belt grooming service um, manscape has redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts um, manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you do your balls, that's just nasty uh, get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com again that's promo code armchair at manscaped.com always use the right tools for the job um, get 20% off again get 20% off free shipping and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscapes.com. that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscape.com, Just use the promo code chair. Uh, promo code armchair. Again, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, thanks to our veterans. And a real big shout out real quick to uh, our co-host Johnny max Got married. Got hitched. Um, yesterday, um, the whole Halo Haven and All Angels podcast group was there. So that was a uh, real fun time. So shout out to him. Uh, he's out enjoying his honeymoon with his, his lovely wife and something that he deserves. So uh, if he's listening to this, shout out. Had a great time. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, make sure you shoot a shoot a shout out to him. But uh, you know, again, uh, thank you for everyone that's listening. Go and rate, review, subscribe. Uh, on Apple Podcasts is the best way to do it. Um, thank you for everyone that's listening. We're trying to grow this again. Off season, anything big happens, we will be around. Follow us on Halo Haven on uh, both. Our, uh, Twitter and on Instagram, Halo underscore Haven is the best way to get a hold of us and at all angels podcast at gmail.com. Again, so I'd like to thank you, all our listeners, again, and we will talk to you hopefully next week.
0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate.